record button. Hit the start stream button. Ready? Yep. Go live. And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast and also like to welcome you, my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? All right, Mike. I'm doing good. Um, happy opening day, post day, because we didn't we didn't record before opening day, but uh, or on opening. It's still day. the same. Or on opening day, but yeah, um, pretty busy week at work um, as we got a lot of work put on our put into our uh, department, but we're getting through it slowly, and probably going to be working some extra hours, which will uh, my, my accountant will like the extra money. So uh, isn't, isn't that your wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Okay, <laughs> just making sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, the uh, our bathroom remodel project is coming along. We got a new banister and stairs, so uh, nice. The home home remodels are coming right along fairly yeah. quickly. Mike, how have you been? Been great. Um, we you know coaching and school and practice and school and work and uh, got. Lots of updates on that side of things, uh, both with the coaching side and with other things. Um, looks like, well, I'll just, I'm getting my coaching certificate. We'll, we'll just put it that Good. way. I'm going to get my coaching Good. certificate. Uh, next year, I will be doing, I will likely be doing sports that are not just video games. I like the video game side. I might also do that, or I might just do the video game side. I'm not sure yet. We will see, but uh, at minimum, I will need to get my coaching endorsement because uh, next year there's likely times that I will be actively coaching sports and stuff. So that'll be exciting. All right, Mike. So what is on tap for the show today, Mike? Well, like I just teased, we will be talking about uh, Mario Kart and the update there. That will happen today, but... We also have the NCAA tournament. Rich, what else do we have? You know, Mike, we got to go into the NASCAR corner to talk about Coda and Richmond. And we finally have regular season baseball to talk about. Finally. Yeah. Finally, finally. But, Mike, all that and more. But what do we got to do first? We're going to roll that intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, Rich. So, uh, oh man, I forgot to turn my light on over here, so give me just a second while I do that. Rich, before we get into sports, we do have to talk about the poll question. Let us know what that poll question was. Yes, thank you, Mike. Um, our poll questions uh, in stadium songs or jock jams was Blur song two, better known by its chorus, Woohoo! Or yep. Woo. There it is. Mike, where did you vote while you were looking up those poll results? Uh, you know, um, I think what did i vote i think i voted for whoop there it is i think 
but I don't remember all the way. All right, I oh, went no, with... no, 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 no. I went with Blur. Song number two. A woohoo! Yeah, that, that's what I went with, too. Once again, it just comes back down to uh, going to Steam Wheeler games and having that be a part of every single time they scored a touchdown. And with Arena Football, they score a lot of touchdowns. They do. <laughs> Did you know that we went to, that I went to the first, uh, the new, the first game of the new Steam Wheelers and I actually caught a football? Yeah. We were at that game together. I think it was. I don't we remember if it was a regular season or a postseason, but yeah, or a preseason. But yeah, we were there. Okay, I don't remember. I went with a few people. Like I went to a bunch of games when they, that first season, and I didn't remember if you were there for that get that one. Uh, anyway, uh, no, no, not the, not the. I don't remember. I thought it was while you were in. I could have swore we went to a game together. I think it was new Steam Wheelers, not the no, you and original I, Steam Wheelers. You and I, by ourselves, went when you had season tickets like twice. Oh, okay. I know that. I don't remember if we went to the new Steam Wheelers together. Uh, I kind of, you know. We, we went to one of those games together. We, we brought the wives along, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't remember if that was the game. That was not ball, the game but, but that I, I caught a ball. Uh, I thought it was. I could tell you, I think, um, I don't, maybe, I don't know. I don't think so, though. It's okay. It's okay. So, Mike, what were the poll results for the fan vote? Well, you want the good news or the bad news? It doesn't matter to me. It, it, it's. We had... I'm just glad that people vote in our polls, Mike. It doesn't matter whether it goes in the direction that I want it to go to or he... not. We had two votes for Blur. Okay. Song number two, a.k.a. a woohoo. Uh, but, but whoop, there it is. Got 11. Wow. Mike, why don't you give some shout-outs? Because that's, that, that's a pretty good number for us. Jordan Stroop. Solomon Stroop. Greg Sackerson. Sue Hart. Josh Hendricks. Danielle Hart, Mark Hendricks, Andrea Heck, Rodney Mueller, Sean Hurley, he, and Mark Johansson. Thank you all for voting on our poll. We really do appreciate that. That's awesome. We like the, that camaraderie and all that. Uh, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, just a reminder out there, if you vote on our polls, you will get a shout-out. I take it we were the only two. We were the two people that voted for uh, for Blur. Yep. Okay. that We're going to have nights like that. We're going to have poll results like that where it doesn't necessarily go with the songs that we voted for. Yeah. Um, by the way, Rich, we forgot to talk about what's going on, uh, like today being – kind of weird but let's give the poll results the or the next week's poll question and then uh we're going to talk about something completely different that we should have done before the show started and you can <laughs> probably wait till the end of the show but i'm going to do it here okay so next week we're going to go with don't stop believing or living on a prayer wow two powerhouse songs uh that's going to be a yes. rough one i hope we should get as many votes as we did this last week um, okay. I'm open. So, so Mike, where do you want to take us off topic? 
We're, this has nothing to do with anything, but uh, we are going to talk weather today. Oh, yeah. You, got, yeah, we, you forgot to mention that you guys had active tornadoes in the Quad City area. Um, I don't know if in any... the metro, in the metroplex, at least in the metro area. Well, I know Geneseo did, and uh, Calamus Wheatland, and uh, Grand Junction, and uh, I heard there was one in the Milan area. Um, I don't know if we had touchdown in the Milan area, but uh, there, there were indications. It, it got, I suppose. Yeah, it got pretty bad. It. it it was kind of scary for for a little while to see all the high winds reminding me of the derecho that we had yeah, yeah. and uh by our our our, um, our honda pilot which is temporarily being parked in the driveway due to our construction prod due to our uh, home improvement projects yep and um didn't have any damage we were kind of hoping for some hail damage for, to get new siding and um and to get Maybe some a money roof. for damaging the car. Yeah, or a new roof. It just it wasn't bad enough, I guess. It wasn't that bad, which is which is great, too, which yeah, is, good, no, on, which is good. good at the same time. And and from what I hear, there's been no real life-threatening issues that have happened, so that's good to hear. Uh, I did hear that there might have been a, a house collapse in DeWitt, but I don't know. I don't. That's all I heard. But while you guys are dealing with that, um, we are in a blizzard warning blizzard yeah wow mother nature is playing one april fool's joke on the state of iowa right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's all just wanted to compare okay. and contrast you guys are having tornado warnings and severe thunderstorms and probably we're in the 60s today i'm guessing um i think it was in the high 50s okay. but, but it was really it was kind of windy but yeah yeah, they're really windy. And so we, I think we're I think we're out of the uh, out of the rain and uh, good. We're, we're out of the rain and there's just going to be some high winds tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, and we're we're having a, a blizzard up here, so that's going to be crazy. Anyway, let's get back into sports. Rich NCAA tournament. Let's give a quick update, live update. If you're watching us on Facebook, we're going to give a live score update. We normally don't do this. But there is a reason for it. We do yes. broadcast in the state of Iowa, so we do want to present uh, a score. The Iowa Hawkeyes are up 38-37 to 37 over the South Carolina game, Gamecocks, uh, which, by the way, this is them trying to go back-to-back undefeated seasons, if I remember correctly, the Gamecocks. South Carolina women's were, I think, yeah, they did win it. Um, in our NCA bracket pool, Mike, um, you, you want, do you want to go seventh? Do you want to go top? Want to go bottom to the top? For where yeah, we, where our shoutouts were. Yep. All right, in seventh place with no chance of improving, Alicia Allen with thirty-one points. I'm Rory not. or Jimmy Chipwood got forty-one points. And we'll finish six. Okay. Mikey, you came in fifth with 43 points. I was doing no s- other teams alive. I think all of mine came in the first. I don't think I scored any points after the first weekend. I think you got some, but you, you topped out at 43. Wow. In fourth place is Mark Malloy, 44. 
Dupo came in third is with he 45. Out? Is he is Mark Malloy topped out? Yep, he's topped out. Okay. We're done. He's locked in the fourth place. Dupo is locked in the third place with 45. No more teams alive. Okay. Second place is me with 48 points. However, if the Yukon Huskies can win their fight their uh, their final four game and go to the championship, I will jump up and win the tournament pick'em league because Jet, our current first place winner, has 50 points and he and they are done. Okay. So thank you for all that played. We look forward to having a bigger group next year, and uh, we'll make sure to put that out as soon as we can at next year's um, NCAA tournament time. But thank you for everyone that played with us this year. Yeah, it's it's crazy to look at how uh, how terrible this year was. So, me not terrible. No, it was terrible. From 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 a prediction point, from a prediction standpoint, it was terrible. Oh yeah, yeah. But from a viewership point of view, of getting pure chaos and getting new teams, new blood in the in advancing so far into the tournament. When was the last time you could? I know we looked at last week. When was the last time you had no number one seeds make the final four? I'm wondering, is there something where, where there is no one, two, or three seeds to not make the final four? Because uh, our highest seed is a number accurate. four seed at UConn. Um, so while you're looking that up, Mike, um, obviously both of our final, both of our national championships are out of it. You had Alabama, I had Arizona. So Mike, out of the four teams that are left, Florida Atlantic, Miami, UConn, And you said Florida Atlanta. San Diego oh, State. Yeah, San Diego State. Who do you think is going to win the national championship out of those four teams? You know what? I I don't think they're going to win, but I am 100% voting for pure chaos, Rich. Kim? I am voting for Florida Atlantic. Did you take Florida Atlantic? I don't even think I took them in the first round. I, I don't think I did either. I think they came out of the East. Yes, I had them losing to Memphis. And I, you did too, because you took Memphis a little bit further than I did. Yeah, so. Neither of us had them winning in the first round. I'm going to go with UConn. They're the team that I had to lose in the national championship game to Arizona who lost in the first round. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with the experience of UConn as a program to, to take it the rest of the way. But I, I I'd love to see somebody like San Diego state uh, or a team that's never won a national championship. Uh, be uh rate, be uh, cutting the nets down on, on a uh, Monday night. Yeah. I, uh, I don't care, but uh... Uh, neither, neither do I. It, it's, Let's we go gotta pick something because we need content for this show, Mike. We do, we do. Um, so, Rich, uh, if I mean, obviously, if the if the Iowa girls win, you want them to you want them to win it all. I'm guessing. Like, I'm not yeah. even an Iowa fan. I'm a I'm a University of Illinois fan, and I still want uh, you. Know, I'm still cheering for the University of Iowa to win it all. 
Um, it'd be fun to see. But uh, if Iowa loses, do you want to see the Gamecocks go undefeated, or do you want to see them get defeated? I'm going to go with might as well finish it off and get the win. Go back-to-back -back undefeated. Okay. By the way, score is 48-41 to 41, Iowa. Mm, more close. We'll have to uh, recap that before we uh, – before we sign off tonight, um, Mike, did you find anything out on when the last time? No, I looked. Nothing. I couldn't. I, with right. super quick research, nothing's I there. Find anything real quick? Rich, do you see what's coming up ahead? I do, Mike. Is it a left turn? Yes, it is. And what's after that, Rich? Mike, is it another left turn? It is. And why is that, Rich? Well, Mike, because we're going to go into the NASCAR corner, presented as always by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Fifth Avenue in Moline, Illinois, and you can also find them on eBay, Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. So, Mike, where were we last week? Last week, we were in Austin, Texas, at the Circuit of the Americas for the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix. All right, Mike. So, your pick, Mike, Jimmy you know, Johnson. It wasn't even his fault. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't his fault. Bro, bro, totally was doing fine. He was moving up the, he was getting ready to, like, he was moving up the ranks, and a stupid wreck happened by a stupid Ross Chastain, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> took in, taking Jimmy Johnson out of the race. I wanted to watch he Jimmy get run. Through, he didn't make it through one lap on his, on one of his bucket list courses that, that he wanted to run at this year. He'll run. I'm sure he'll run next year too, and he'll he'll run Coda next year. I'm sure he will. So Mike, he finished dead last on 39, and my driver finished at the other end of the grid with Tyler Reddick winning the race, giving me a commanding lead between the two of us of seven to one. Yeah, I, man, I don't know, I. <sighs> It was rough. I mean, I still enjoyed the race. Uh, what did you think of no uh, no breaks for the for the the stages? I mean, yes, we you had know, a break because of a wreck. You know, I I really didn't notice it that much, that big of a difference. And with the road courses, you see a lot of people not stay out to get the stage points, and they you'll see people pit pit early and, and punt on the stage points so they can get have better track position when the next after the stage break anyway so i really didn't notice that big of a difference i didn't feel like it added anything to the strategy per se yeah because that that's how the road courses go anyway no totally and i i, I it was good it didn't it, so it was a blessing and a curse one of the problems that we saw for a lot of the day was the those at the front of the race uh, uh, and Tyler Reddick was up there all day he did great you picked a winner in that one but those at the front tended to just be way ahead and then there was a gap of a second or more and 
it there wasn't a bunch there wasn't a bunch of people stacked up. And so yeah, sometimes until the restarts. <laughs> until the restarts and then the restarts man it, oh, do you, those restarts were raw. Let's let's give it a second before we get to that. And so okay. it was it's nice to watch at the stage breaks and watch them have to do like to bunch up and restart. But then we watched the restarts at the green white checkered and they couldn't get through the first corner let alone a full lap in they were wrecking yep. everywhere it was terrible yeah but by all means for being selfish about it every single time they get through one lap it's all right come on come on come on come on no <laughs> It's like the like the old the old uh, press your luck no whammy no whammy no whammy. <laughs> yeah, and getting around to that white flag and to, to, to they, get across the checkered the checkered uh, to get that green the the white flag for final lap to go where it didn't matter. Yeah, and that and this was having that assurance that no matter what happened the rest of the race after lap two at lap two that I was going to get one point on you. Yeah, still having that feeling. Oh man, the guy that I picked has got a chance to win the race. You know. Yellow, got to start it all over again, yeah. run it again. Yeah, um, <laughs> three restarts, and he and he manages to win the race. So yeah, it was way a, to go, Reddick. It was a great race. It was fun to watch. Mm -hmm. I could have used a little bit. Like, I do think that if it wasn't for the fact that the road courses caused so much chaos during a lot of that, those wrecking times. I think it actually would have been more enjoyable to watch them re have those restarts in the middle of the race and have yeah. those stage breaks. But it takes like 10 minutes for them to get around the track when it's it, it, under caution. So I can see the problem. All right, Mike. Um, anything else before we give the fantasy shout outs for the Circuit of the Americas? That first round wreck was bogus. <laughs> All right, Mike. So for Circuit of the Americas, coming in seventh was Jenna Jordan the Supus with 82 points. Jeffrey Stroop. Jeffrey the Stroop came in sixth with 92. Mikey, your guys scored 95 points, giving you a fifth place finish for Circuit of the Americas. By the way, that's with a guy in last place. I'm just saying. I scored. All right. I scored a decent amount of points for a guy for my one of my drivers to have been in last place, and then I forgot to switch him out. Well, All bad. right, Jenna Beans came in fourth with one thirty-five. Dupo twenty-four came in third with one sixty-two. Um, I took second with one seventy-six, and the Funkhouse is our winner this week for Coda with one ninety. Overall standings, Mike, our current leader is the Funk House with 1066. Uh, myself and Dupo are in tied for second with 1057, making you fourth, Mike, with 940 points. Yeah. Okay. Well, this week, Rich, we are at the Toyota Owners 400. Hey, that's me. I'm a Toyota owner. You are? Yeah. 
Do I get free ticket? Probably not. Oh, okay. Well, we're at the Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond uh, Motor Speedway. Uh, Rich, who you picking? Well, Mike, uh, the, the Joe Gibbs Toyotas typically do pretty good at this track. Um, so I'm going to go with the one that I like the most, and I'm going to go to Martin Truex Jr. Yeah, and you're leaving me open to pick my favorite driver. I, I did. Who is also a Joe Gibbs car. And the Joe Gibbs cars have been hot. But there's a guy who has great skill at this track. And has done well for years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. Yeah, and I and I like Kevin Harvick as well. Looking over his track history, he does really well at the Richmond Oval as well. Kevin Harvick will be in my starting lineup, but I'm going to go with Truex for the win. Okay. Because he has good track history as well. Okay. Um, so, Rich... This has been the NASCAR Corner, presented as always by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Check them out in Moline, Illinois, for all your sports memorabilia needs. Once again, that is Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, also on eBay. Okay, Rich, let's keep making left turns as we go around the baseball diamond, because we have baseball! That's right, Mike, we do have baseball. The Cubbies had their opening day on Thursday I think afternoon didn't every, at the friendly no, combine. Everybody had their opening day yesterday. They I mean, did. I think, maybe yeah, not at right. home. Everybody did. Every team played yesterday. Did you like that? I did like that. So, um, of, of the things that I can remember, um, Marcus Stroman be, be, became the first pitcher to have a pitch clock violation. Aaron Judge hit the first home run of the year for the Yankees. And... I don't know the specifics of it, but a Mets batter got called for a strike because the runner that was on base didn't get back to first base in time. Yeah. On a foul ball. Yeah. Um, kind of a weird thing to have the pitch clock involved like that. I can understand, like, if ball, ball, you were not, as the batter, you weren't, you weren't set and ready to take that pitch. Within that, within that certain time limit, that's a strike. So Restart here's the, the clock. real question: Does that become an automatic out at some point? If you have a batter slowly retreating back to the base after a after maybe a close foul ball, yeah. If he's running on the play, I don't know if it'd be an out. I. I I, I didn't watch the highlight that highlight, but I would think that. So you you have I don't your think, choice. I don't think that should count against the batter. Right? Does it count against the batter? So it gives him a strike. But I, I, I don't know if they should count it as an out though. It has to do something. If the if the concept is you have to that we're doing this to speed up the game and he's deliberately delaying the game. Deliberately. Delaying the game. Who do we penalize? I think an out's too far, but you know one thing that that could shorten these games, which will never happen. Shorter commercial breaks. 
wait, wait, Rich. Shorter commercial breaks. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, or do the side by side do do the side by side NASCAR NASCAR thing if if yeah. you wanna if if the pitcher is ready to go and the game resumes before the commercial break is over, go to picture in picture. Yep. And get your you still get your commercials in. Yeah. But I don't know. That that'll never no, that'll never get approached. No, that'll we'll never actually get approached. we'll actually get longer commercial breaks. Oh yeah. The pl- yeah, yeah. the pitch clock isn't to speed up the game. It's so that we can fit more commercial breaks in the allotted time for the game. Yeah, I, I guess it's not enough that they're putting advertisements on on the jersey sleeves and you got the rotating digital boards. With a, with a green screen, so who's ever televising the game can put whatever ad they want. It isn't subject you, to what the team wants. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, you're going to charge me $100 for for me to be a walking billboard, for your not just for your team, but for whoever you sell to put a patch on your jersey? If Yeah, if you, if you want to buy the authentic on-the-field replica, you, yeah, you're, you're going to carry the jersey patch with it as well. Yeah, that's... hope you like that company, Mike. <laughs> like, thankfully, the Cubs have not sold a jersey patch, um, yet. patch yet, a, a partnership deal yet. Several teams have. Several teams have. Like, could you imagine a uniform like the Cubs or the Cardinals or the Yankees having a jersey patch on the sleeve? Like, here's, I, I, iconic. Here's... Here's my Uniforms question. like that. I'll even say the Twins. The Cubs, the Twins, and the Yankees. What do they all have in common? Nice pinstripes. pinstripes. Yeah. How do, you have, how do you have pinstripes and have a billboard on your sleeve? We'll find out soon enough, I bet, Mike. We will find out soon enough. Ricketts, please don't do that. I know you it's don't. It's gonna care. happen, Mike. I know you don't. It's care. gonna happen. I know you don't care. You don't listen to this show. I, if if you do, by the way, we'll take an interview anytime. I will figure out how to get an interview to work. We'll do it anytime. Tom, you and me, we'll talk. I'll, I will even Rich. Rich will sit there in silence the entire time, in awe that I got a guy like Tom Ricketts <laughs> on the on the line. Now he'd have. Rich would have really good questions. I'd sit here and be like, so what kind of beer did you do you order when you're sitting in your skybox? And Rich is going to be here like, so what's it going to take for us to get Shohei Otani? And did you really mean it when you opened up, when you said open up the purse strings? Does that include Shohei Otani? Because that should include Shohei Otani. <laughs> Mr. Ricketts, please get Shohei Otani. And I'd be like, so what kind of car do you drive? Rich <laughs> all, all valid questions. All valid questions. I mean, if you're not talking about what kind of beer you're drinking in a baseball game, are you really doing it right? If you don't like it, really, the, the, probably the question that would probably benefit both of us that we probably both have on our minds. When are you going to make the marquee network a streaming, direct the customer streaming? Yeah, then I can get rid of. Fubo, which, by the way, we need to talk about that, too. Oh, it's all good. So, uh, anyway, Mike, well, another kind of major tweak that, yep. that was in an article 
well, that I posted, we haven't really gotten to talk about much. The one that really, really sticks out to me is that teams may want to police the bat boy and girl right. if they're not retrieving, if they're not performing their duties in a satisfactory manner, according to MLB. I got a really terrible, terrible thing to say about this. Yep. And supposedly the league can ask the team to replace them if they are deemed not quick enough. I got some really terrible things to say about this. You ready for it, Rich? Sure. Let's say, you know how there's Make-A-Wish and then there's like the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say things that probably aren't as politically correct as they should be. But you know how occasionally a bat boy or bat girl might be someone on a spectrum of either intelligent delay, intelligence delay, or social Ooh, awkwardness delay. I got you, Mike. I got you, Mike. Special needs? Yeah, yeah. That's, okay, that's, yeah. that's politically correct. Okay, go Some, ahead. Let's say somebody won, won the, the Special Olympics. And they their prize in winning the Greater Chicago Land Special Olympics is to be a bat boy for the Cubs for the day. If they're not fast enough, is the league gonna call up the Cubs and say, "Hey, that person can't do that. Get can't them off the again. field." Well, I think that it would be that I, I'd at least like to hope that that type of decision is coming after the game. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, you, you're but, you're gonna need to talk to so and so to tell him to be on top of his duties. But or or what if it's like a make a wish kid? Yeah, I want to be the bat boy for the day, and we're gonna complain that these kids aren't fast enough. Uh, or are they talking? They're their, probably not. Be, or are they talking the regular bat boy? And I, it's girl? probably the regular. Not the one for the sixth inning that gets to do it for that one inning, and that's all they get to do it for because it was their yeah. wish. Okay, then. it's the the, the full time bat boy or bat girl that's on the payroll, I guess. So the the as a, a players as, as like a a player or a coach's kid or an owner's kid. They, exactly. Yeah. Could one you of those see guys. a situation? Well, you remember with uh, Mark when McGuire. Dusty was in town. When, yeah, when Dusty was uh, Darren Baker, little Darren yeah. Baker. Yeah. When, when he was functioning as the bat boy during the uh, – when Dusty was the manager. Or when uh, when I brought up Mark McGuire, famously brought his son around the entire season that he was on steroids and was and won the, bat, the, the home run uh, championship race with, with Sammy Sosa. He brought his son the entire time as the official bat boy. One of those kids is it like, I don't know. I think that's dumb. Like, we should once be again. In, they're, they're, <laughs> out of touch. Major League Baseball is out of touch. It's not about the pace of play. Rich, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna look something up. Uh. I mean, overall, I mean, you're right. It's not about the pace of play. It seems like Major League Baseball is trying everything that it can to get the games to be 
within an acceptable time level. They want to get these games over with in under three hours, wouldn't you say? At least three hours or try to get it between two and a half hours? Yeah, totally. Totally. Anything that they can do other than shortening the commercial breaks. Yeah. Hang on. I'm trying to find something real quick. Uh, Rich, you're supposed to be so. I, I'm trying. I'm trying, Mike. Um, the other rules that came out were just little, probably little minor tweaks about the pitch clock. Having umpires have the, the discretionary ability uh, with the clock when it comes to catchers who finish an inning or were on base. If a hitter calls timeout, which is allowed per one plate appearance, the clock would restart. Um, umpires can delay the start of the pitch clock or wave it off if the operator has already started it on brushback pitches or big swings. Um, replays of def- oh yes, the most important according to Jeff Passan, replays of defensive shift violation. There were some concerns that teams could challenge defensive positioning on key plays hoping that one of the infielders had a toe or a heel beyond where they're supposed to be standing. They are, today's memo uh, that I'm referencing here with the article, that only the position of the player who first fielded the ball can be challenged. For instance, on a ground out to the third baseman, the batting team can't challenge that the second baseman was violating the position rules. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Um, I don't remember. I'm trying to find the length of the of the U.S. Japan game. Oh, okay, for um, WBC. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, the YouTube video, Sorry. the YouTube video is three hours and eight minutes. Three hours and eight minutes is what they have for that. And they had no pitch clock, no limitations on defensive right. shifts, nothing. It was also one of the best. That's basically the entire length of the game. They, they basically gave you the starting lineups, and that's it. And then they started the game. Uh, they gave you a little bit at the end, but not much. Not much at all. So we're going to say two hours and 50. We'll say two hours and 50 minutes, okay? Two hours and 50 minutes is how long that game took. But the world was watching it and the world was entertained by it. Mm -hmm. Nobody cared about how long that game was. Nobody. So, to me, that doesn't seem like the problem is the pace of play. It's how truly entertaining are the games. What's at stake? This is, I'm going to make a terrible argument. Okay. But, an argument I don't agree with, but 
an argument that makes sense. All right, go ahead. What if there was only 100 games a season? So going back to the Babe Ruth era, Babe Ruth. Yeah. What if it Babe wasn't Ruth era. 162 games? So you're talking maybe scaling it back to 156? 156. One, 100. What if we went down to 80 games a year? I don't. I really don't know if you could back it down that much, but I. Two but, games a week. You know, I, for the entire summer. Players would be at less risk. Each game would mean way more. So you'd want a COVID shortened season because how many games did they play in the COVID shortened season? Yeah, why not? But stretch it out the entire length of the baseball season. By the way, doing that, you could have a game. You could have. You could you could have it on major league or on on primetime TV every night. You could have a game on primetime every night, Monday through Friday. Do you think the league has too many teams? Maybe. When you see I don't think that's the problem. teams like Pittsburgh or, I mean, Tampa just has very little to no payroll, but they make up for it with all their scouting. How about the and finding ways to get through? You want to talk about you want to talk prospects. You want to talk about terrible things. How about we talk about the Oakland A's yes. had Shohei Otani and Mike Trout come in for the day for opening day baseball. How many people showed up? I think it was less than 10,000. I would not be surprised. Well, what was your guess, Mike? I said around 10,000. Well, actually, it was 26,805. They were that high? That's crazy. But, Mike, however, the Coliseum has a seating capacity of 63,132. Like, for I'm sorry, for, for baseball, for, for baseball, they said that's 46,847. So nowhere, nowhere near. They were south. less than half. Less than half. And they had the two greatest baseball players currently playing baseball. And arguably, probably the number one baseball, like the greatest baseball player. Anybody our generation, anybody, even our parents' generation or younger has ever seen in their life. If not ever that anybody's ever seen. Like, how do you, it's opening day. How do you not sell out opening day, number one? Number two, how do you, it doesn't make sense. By the way, the numbers yeah. I have are, the, the numbers on ESPN claim 26, 
805, which is the same as what you said, but only 35,067 people is capacity. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, but at the same time, that's why the A's are looking for A, a new stadium, or B, to be relocating possibly to Las Vegas because the fans aren't showing up at that really outdated ballpark that they have in Oakland, the very last dual-usage stadium. You can't, you can't, no, no, I'm not listening to that, Rich. You can't complain about an outdated stadium. You want to talk about outdated? How about troughs for urinals? How about water pipes that aren't designed to handle that much water so the troughs are overflowing by the end of the game? There have been sewage leaks at o- in Oakland, Mike. Okay, but I'm saying... Just, just, like, I'm saying, just like what you're saying. I'm they're, saying they're... a regular occurrence. How about the, the... Is it the oldest or second oldest? I don't remember if Fenway opened up first. or if... uh, Fe- Wrigley is the second oldest. Right. How about the second oldest stadium... In baseball. Yeah. Those but, seats... Wrigley, but the Ricketts family has put money into that ballpark to oh, modernize they it. they have, and it's better. But there's still a lot of stuff in it that's still outdated. Go sit in those bleachers and tell me. Go sit in a 95-degree day. on. Sit on those bleachers first. Your ass is going to be burned. Sorry for the language. But second... Tell me that it's not outdated when you're sitting on those hot bleachers. Now, is there any place I'd rather be on a 95-degree day in January? No. Or in July? No. An outdated stadium isn't why people don't go to a stadium. It's terrible, terrible uh market and and all that stuff so their 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 owner isn't been the been the smartest guy either i don't think but not constantly having turnover and their i mean it, yeah. it's worked the whole money ball money ball worked sign cheap but it's, cheap players but the problem is is that there's no loyalty there's no it's it's not been a like it it works in it's a way to work in it works in spurts, right. but you you're gonna have you, you're you're gonna have your highs once you get all those top prospects that you traded for developed and on the team. But when they start getting expensive, then you're gonna they start getting shipped out of town. You and you got to start all over again. Yep, and you're in the ultimate rebuild, and you're never, never, if unless you're willing to spend the money, you're never gonna get anywhere. Yep, I, be, I mean the only team I think's been able to put the money ball thing into practice. It's Tampa, yeah, and they're constantly always winning. But Tampa's also done unconventional things. Yeah, they were the ones that started the shifting, the inning, the openers, but making making it work with the people that they have. But you, that's you just said it. Tampa's willing to do the things that it takes to make Moneyball work. Moneyball doesn't work if you're not willing to to look at because. Moneyball is the initial factor for the reason why we go to analytics, right? Like, 
That's that's kind of the birth of analytics was Moneyball. So if you're going to claim to play Moneyball baseball, that means you have to play all of it. That means you have to be you have to be willing to put nobody in the left field when you want to do a shift to the right. That means you got to put you got to have an opener uh middle uh, your 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 starter that goes four innings, doesn't see anybody more than twice, and then have a bullpen that'll back it up. That's what you have to do. You have to do all of it, not just, okay, we're going to get the best people for the cheapest price. And also hope that the prospects that you're bringing up on these cheap contracts pay off. Right. You have to do all of it. So... I, I disagree with the stadium argument. I disagree. I think it's a, just that they're putting they're they're putting they tend to put out a more inferior product than anybody else in the league, and that's the problem. So, I can give you that. So, Rich, all right, Mike. The Cubbies. The Cubbies had their opening day Thursday. How was your opening day, Mike? I didn't get to watch as much of it as I wanted to, but I got to tell you. So I didn't get to watch the first, watch or listen to the first five innings, uh, but uh, as as I I didn't get lunch until two thirty. I get in my car, I get the game on. I'm driving down to Spencer to get lunch and donuts for the the Mario Kart guys. As I'm going down there, I'm listening to the game. I walk into I walk into High V, and guess what, Rich. I boombox it and I listen to my <laughs> listen to the game as loud as I can get it on my phone walking through walking through high V like I'm an 85 year old man that doesn't understand that it's that it's rude to listen to something on your phone while uh, while uh, a game or, or while, while you're in public that's that's rude didn't care yeah, or, or you're or you're walking around talking to someone on the speakerphone right i didn't do that i just listened to Patton and ron on the on the radio um and uh did all that uh got back in my car rode back listened to it while we were having practice it was great made me at least somewhat happy and you know what yeah, mike Go, go ahead and t- tell what happened to, uh, with the uh, with God Bless America and uh, the national anthem at the, at the so school. So we were doing a walk around to we're we're doing some potent we're doing some upgrades to some systems. And as we were walking around with the people that we were showing what we were wanting upgraded, uh, we walked into our middle school commons and God Bless America comes on and we stand and we watch it. And then the national anthem comes on and off comes my hat and I stand there with my hat over my heart and I'm watching the the American flag get folded out over beautiful Wrigley Stadium and everybody around me joins me and does the same thing. Hmm. And then we put our hats back on and say play ball. So it was great. And how exactly I, I too didn't get to listen to the entire game. I listened to most of it while I was working while I was working, but um, I had a mandatory conference call that I had to be in attendance to and kind of listen passively and passively listen to. Um, 
that caused me to miss from like two till a one. Yeah, it was about one, two to two forty-five. Yep. It's like a forty-five-minute presentation that I the passively listened, passively listened to, and marked that I was in attendance yeah. for the course. Yeah. And so I missed it, but I mean, it, it was great to hear. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of Cub fans over over at the warehouse that I work into, to where I was um, stapling something, putting something in a box so it could get out of our area. And the guy guy points at me, "You saw that? I know you saw that." He was like, "I'm sorry, I was in a conference call. What happened? They went up. They're four nothing now." Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. We have a lot of Cubs fans that was cool. around. It's it's been awesome. Um, so as you said, the Cubs won four to nothing. Uh, great way to start opening day. Rich, you called it. Um, we got to get going. We're at 52 minutes already, by the way. Um, once we get baseball going, we're going to talk. I mean, we knew that was going to happen. So Rich, this next week, the Cubs are playing two with the Brewers at home tomorrow and Sunday. Uh, then they have a three day road trip out to see the Reds. Then they come home for one game with the Rangers where we will be recording. Is that a Friday recording that you're planning? Um, We'll, we'll talk off. We'll, we'll work out the details. Okay. Offline. But yeah, a one game with the trap. Those are the games from show to show. Okay. So Mike, we got two division rivals on the, on the docket this week. Uh, you never know what's going to happen in, in those division games, and we still don't really know what the back end of the Cubs rotation is going to look like. True that. So I, I'm going to go three wins. You know, I'm going to go conservative. I'm going to go four. Okay. Um, it's the 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 Reds are the Reds, so we should be able to do something against them. Uh, but they are a division rival, so I think we'll get two out of that. We should be able to squeak one by the the Brewers. In the next two, because we're because we're at home, it only leaves the one with the Rangers. I th- it, I don't know who we're gonna pitch against, but I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna say we can win that game. Give us four. All right, Mike. All right, Mike. So we owe the crowd or the uh, we owe our listeners a pick for our World Series. Yes, we do. Mike, you put the Dodgers and the Yankees in the World Series. Who's gonna win it? I think it's gonna be the Yankees, and I'm not happy about saying that, but going to say the Yankees. All right. I went with the Padres and the Yankees in the World Series and I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the Padres. Okay. Um both of us by the way have a coast to coast uh uh trips for the World Series. Yeah. All right, Mike. So um really nothing to report on the NFL as we don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. Supposedly he's been traded to the Jets, but they haven't officially it's not official the trade. Yeah, it's not official. They it's Aaron Rodgers wants it to happen, but I guess they they haven't agreed on terms yet and Lamar Jackson's kind of still hanging out in limbo. Lamar Jackson's been that. franchise tag. That's what we know. Somebody's got to match it if they want to be or has to make him an offer. Okay, he, he he requested a trade, but still nothing coming yet. So, Mike, tell us about – give us a quick so Mario Kart League update. Our first match we won very handily, 110 to, nine, to 77 to 66. And then our second match, we took second place by four points against Osage. We're doing great. Uh, Osage is a great team. And then uh, we had some – we had a few more guys – 
uh, join up this week uh, who were finishing up some other things that they had obligations to. Okay, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. If you don't want to know about The Masked Singer, we'll see you next time. Um, but if you want to listen to us later and you don't want to watch us on Facebook, check us out wherever you get your podcast. Look for Balls and Six and look for Rich and I playing baseball in tuxedos. Once again, this is a spoiler alert. So for the mass singer, we had a new whole new group. Mm-hmm. Man, it was good. I really liked it. I know. I I I did too. I mean, that there there was one clear cut person that didn't quite measure up to to the other two yep. panelists. I called who it was during the clue package. So, so, Mike, who was the first person unmasked, Mike? So, the first person unmasked was the moose. Um, you know what? I The clue package was coming up, and they, there were things that they were saying in it. And I said, I think it's one of the super fans. And the only one that really, to me, makes sense for this show, and in that outfit, got to be George Wendt. Hmm. Or, as everybody knows him, Norm. Sure yeah. enough, uh, it, it comes out. Norm. It was Norm. So I I called that one early and I was right. So I I feel good about that one. Um, All the, right. The yeah, other the, person that was unmasked was the Scorpion. Scorpio. Scorpio. Okay. Not quite the Scorpion, but not. I don't know. I don't get it. But whatever. Um, and that was Christine Quinn. Uh, who formerly, I don't know who she is. Um, she was an entrepreneur and author. Uh, you can see her on her reality show, Selling Sunset. Okay. Never heard of that show. It was a good episode. I, I don't think, honestly, I don't think either the Scorpion or the, who was the third person for the week, um, there were three people. It was. Yeah, I, I don't. Off, off the top of my head, I'm, I don't. I don't recall who the person that won it. Um, I don't remember who the character was that that stayed on. But either way, I don't think it was one that you could say, "Man, I would." They they should have used the bell. No, they shouldn't have used know, the I bell. Was, and I, and I there don't was think a clear winner of, of that them... of that group. I, but I don't think any of them were that good. I genuinely didn't think anybody was good enough to be, I to be saved even, let alone like. I I think we're gonna see. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, it was the. Um, I can see it now. Um, oh, what was it? Um. Because it's a guy in a girl's outfit thing. Oh, yeah, the doll. The doll, doll. yeah. Yeah, the dead doll thing. That dead doll thing is not, like, that guy was not that good. I I think the guy's going to go home. He he was the best of the three, though. Yeah, but that's like saying my fart smells better (laughs) than a skunk (laughs) or a dead rat that's been decaying for for, for three weeks. Like, gotcha. 
Okay. Of the three, yeah, my smart fart smells the best, but do I want to be trapped around it? No. <laughs> Rather interesting analogy, Mike. But it makes right, sense, Mike, right? So like, am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. I, if, I, I, I guess so, Mike. I guess so. Do, do you think that the doll is good enough to go against either the either of the two that were saved? No. No, I don't. Or a third, three quarters of the people we've seen so far? The answer is no. You know what? Yeah, yeah you're right. Of the people that just bare, narrowly missed it. I, I think I think he was I thought I think I thought the stallion was better. They got voted yes. off on the first night. Yes. And even the uh, the person that lost to Medusa on the second night yeah. was better. Yeah, I think there have been much better people. Uh, I'm not. That's so. The doll's going to be gone. It's this still week. a fun I, show. It's, it's still, still a fun no, show. No, I to still watch. love the show, and there's a reason we talk about it every week. I'm watching it every week. I love the show. My wife loves the show. It's a show we could watch with our child if we wanted to, but she doesn't stay up that late, so whatever. We put it on sometimes before she goes to bed because we record it and watch it the night, the night after, so we don't have to watch commercials. I haven't watched a commercial on that show in years. Don't watch commercials on most of the over-the-air TV that I watch. It's awesome. Anyway, with that being said, Rich, anything else about the Mad Singer you want to talk about? Not really. Mike, do we have any comment or reaction shout-outs We tonight? got a thumbs up nice. from a Mr. Solomon Stroop. Solomon, thanks for joining us this week again. As always, uh, folks, if you are watching us on Facebook and you want to take us in the car with you, Rich, where should they go? You know what, uh, Mike? They can look up our uh, recordings wherever they find their favorite podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Google iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Rich, let's Mike, say if they're listening, listening to us. A... Go ahead. Yeah, I took it. I, I thought I had the transition right there, and you, you stole it from me. Yeah. Um, but um, Mike, if they're listening to us out in podcast land, but they want to see, uh, they want to see our pretty faces. Where can they find us besides Facebook? Well, they should check us out on YouTube. And if you're wanting to get a reaction shout out, like Solomon did today. Or you want to participate in our poll questions, jump on over to Facebook. Look us up at our fans of Balls and Six Facebook page where we put all of our our poll questions and where we daisy chain our – we share our stream of uh, from our main page. Or you can go to our main page. Either one of those. Folks, thank you so much for joining us. And Rich, what should I do? Mike, why don't you go ahead and roll that outro? Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.